I've really forgotten how to do this, Joel. Hey, everyone, welcome back to a Jesus Magnet podcast. Yeah. Uh, this one's going to be cool. Like, I've only been, we've only known this uh, host, oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, it's been that long of stumbling <laughs> over my words. We've only known this guest for all of 10, 11 minutes. Yeah. Um, and he, he seems like a really nice guy, Joel. Well, welcome, Ben Finlay yeah. uh, from Wellington. He's in the Catalyst Movement. Um, is that was that how you call it? Catalyst Movement. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Um, so why don't you share, Ben, who you are, where you're from, even though I just shared a little bit of that, and what <laughs> you do, um, and sort of what, what the Catalyst Movement is, um, and just for our listeners, break it down, and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Hey, everyone. And it really is so good to be on uh, the Jesus Magnet podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, have known these guys for 11 and a half minutes now. <laughs> and I just want to say that they are, they are the real deal and going after God and wanting to see him glorified in our nation and the nations of the earth. So, Amen. yeah, just want to honor uh, you two for starting this podcast and paying a high price for that. Yeah, thank, uh, financially. thank you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, but it's all God's at the end of the day, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Money's just come a tool. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. I love that. You should give me some then. That'd be yeah. fun. All right, let's oh, do um, it. What do you need? <laughs> talk about it after this podcast for sure. Yeah. His bank account will be in the um, description below. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, Ben. That's good. Um, yeah, no, so my name is Ben Finley, and originally, yeah, from Wellington, um, born and bred in the Jewel of Wellington, which is Tawa, and uh, and then, yeah, actually got saved in Australia. So me and my friends oh. moved to Aussie when we, were all, we all turned 20, and moved to Aussie, got saved there, um, and after that, moved back to Wellington. Oh, yeah. And then moved up to Tauranga for nine years. So plan on doing a Bible college at Faith Bible College for one year, but nine years later, um, uh, stayed in Tauranga. So did Bible college, did YWAM for six years full time, which wow. was incredible. Oh, amazing! And then in 2018, my wife and I just began to get stirred to move and to start something new, and that was such a, a wild, wild journey, man. And we actually thought we were going to be in youth with a mission for another 30, 40 years, because <clears throat> you're living the dream, you know, like you're traveling the world, telling mm. people about Jesus. One day you're on Mongolia, reaching unreached people groups. The next you're in Fiji, you yeah. know, doing evangelism with 10 churches. It's the dream life. But then 2018, God began to stir us that it's time to transition. Mm. Um, and then I was at a YWAM conference during that year. And, uh, you know, we we're just kind of sitting on that one word of like transition, which is such a vague word from the Lord to give. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, in August of 2018, uh, I was at a YOM conference and two people came up to me and with the same word. So two different times, but the same word. And it was, it's time to leave everything behind and start a brand new thing. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we, that freaked us out. you know, we, even those six years of, full-time mission, hearing God, doing what he says, that freaked us out. And came back to New Zealand um, from Cambodia and said, hey, this is what two people said to me. So we messaged one of our friends who um, she's a very, she's very prophetic. And we said, hey, we have a question for you. And she didn't, we didn't even get to ask the question. And she said, I don't know what you're going to ask me, but 
um, I just feel like God's saying it's time to leave everything behind and start a new thing. And it's like, what the heck, man? Um, <laughs> and so we, yeah, we prayed some more, processed a lot. Um, and the conclusion that we came to was it's time to leave Tauranga, move to Auckland mm. and start this thing called Catalyst Movement. So we didn't have the money for it, um, but we had a little mustard seed of faith that God could provide. And he did. He went above and beyond, provided financially, provided a house for us to rent. Um, and so we moved up to Auckland in February 2019 mm. and got massive culture shock because they're so different. Tauranga and Auckland are like, yeah. it's like two different countries. Yeah. Um, and we knew probably about seven, eight people in the city. So we just gathered them in our living room and said, hey, guys, we have no idea what we're doing. Um, we, we, we had this word of catalyst movement. Uh, we, you know, we feel passionate about young adults and youth. Would you guys pray with us? So yeah, they all prayed and 90% of the words were just encouragement, which was actually kind of unhelpful. We're like, man, God, give us some clarity. Give us a blueprint, give us strategy. Um, but the two, the kind of the two things that we sensed as a group, um, from that, that living room prayer session was, yeah, go and believe for a, a West Auckland unified youth gathering and start going on the Auckland university campus. And at that time, you know, it was simply me, my wife who was pregnant. And we also had Gideon who was, I think two at the time or almost two. And this guy, Bob, who was like a 60 year old and he's an amazing guy, but it was just us three. And, um, you know, we, we were covered pastorally by an amazing church. Like we didn't go rogue. It was nothing weird, but, we just knew what God was saying, so we, we stepped out on it. And, yeah, man, I began to walk around the university campus three days a week, um, connecting with West Auckland youth pastors kind of a day or two a week. And from there, the rest is history. So, yeah, we did, like, wow. some combined stuff on Auckland University. We did a combined West Auckland youth gathering. Yeah. Did some, like, evangelism training gatherings and just kind of just winged it. So and, your the, um, the whole yeah, catalyst yeah. movement is is a function of grouping everybody and unifying everybody together, all the believers together, that are that are spread out different different campuses, different pastors, different youth groups, um, uh, at different universities. Is that that's the the whole movement itself mainly? Yeah, ultimately, um, it's based off Matthew chapter nine verse thirty seven, which says that the harvest is ripe but the labor is a few mm. and we actually we genuinely believe that over our nation um, that there are lost people that, that want Jesus, that need Jesus. Amen. And it's yeah. not a harvest issue. It's a labor issue. Yeah. And yeah. We, kept, we kept catalyst completely neutral. So we didn't put it under any existing denomination or movement or ministry, Yeah, but we kept it neutral for that reason that, yeah, it could be a unifier. Mm. And that's all we found time and time again is because um, yeah, it just removes, you know, kind of a lot of the politics, the suspicion. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it really brings the body of Christ together with the vision of reaching the harvest. So that's, that's why Catalyst Movement exists. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, Ben, really, really cool. Why have you chosen the word catalyst? What is that? It's a good question. Um, I think it, it just kept popping up. Um, first of all, as we were praying about what to start, the word catalyst, and had never even really thought about the word before, but then began to research what is a catalyst, uh, what does a catalyst do, and we just loved the concept 
or the, the, the vision of every Christian being a catalyst, which yeah. a catalyst yeah. is something that causes change, but has not changed itself. Mm. And we just truly believe Christians are called to change the world, but not be changed by the world. Yeah. Um, that's to powerful. be the light and lighting up the darkness. So that's why we, yeah, we chose catalyst mm. because we just felt like every Christian has this call. Yeah. Um, none of us are called to be spectators, but mm. every single one of us, has a part to play, a significant part to play. Oh, man, so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, it's really interesting that you brought up uh, that you're going into those uh, unis and all that. Um, I had this weird dream probably six months ago. It, actually, it was even more than that. It was when, it was when um, Jarrett was in town, so I think it was like... December. Yeah, November, December-ish. And um, I was—I I remember it really clearly. It was a um, really cool dream. I was in a university and I was preaching to um, some students, and they were atheists. And uh, I was just sharing the a couple of scriptures and things like that. And um, they kept asking me all these different uh, scriptures. Um, what about this scripture? What about this one? And I had lost my Bible, and I couldn't find my Bible anywhere. And um, I was panicking in this almost like interrogation on a uni campus and they were like destroying all of my arguments. Um, I'm quite, uh, I would say, a apologetic evangelist sometimes. Um, and in this dream, you know, your worst nightmare, you got no answers to some of these basic questions. And wow. um, then I found this tiny Bible, like... <laughs> this tiny ass little Bible in my pocket. It was like as big as my thumbnail and I flick it open and I can get myself to all these different scriptures. And, uh, I had no idea what it meant. And, and then I woke up like in sweats <laughs> and, and I had no idea what this dream meant. And I, one of my friends, he's, he's, he's incredible. Um, Jared, who was actually able to interpret the dream for me. And, wow. um, he said that, like, when you go into uh, these universities and things like that, if or when you're speaking to these people, um, you might not have your Bible on you, but that little Bible represents the word that's written on your heart. And um, mm. it was it's interesting. But and he said, like, that's every Christian. Every Christian needs to get that word written on their hearts, and they're never going to be panicking when it, what is it? Um, give a reason for the hope that you have. The Bible tells us to have that that um, reason on us all the time, and mm. it also says that in um, when we're getting lectured or anything by kings or or in um, uh, lawsuits or anything like that, that the Holy Spirit will give you the words when you need them. So don't panic, don't stress. Um, and it was exactly what the dream was. It was like me stressing out and then finding, oh no, I do wow. have the word here. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that was really cool because, um, you know, it's kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah. And maybe I need to go into a university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so like with your um, walking around the uni and stuff, was that mm. so? Was that just like a word that was you thought someone had said to you or was that just a, like there's youth here, there's young people here, young adults here, let's... Let's go and find the hub of it and just go for it and re try and reach these people. Yeah. 
Uh, good question, man. It was a bit of both. Um, it was it was a word from uh, from others to us, but then it also just made sense practically. Yeah. Like if we want to reach young adults, then we have to go where young adults are. Yeah. If, you know, there's no point saying, "Ran, I, I really want to reach young adults," mm. and then sitting in a room and just praying. Yeah. For 20 hours a day and going, man, I really want to reach young adults, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. but, um, it's like praying for yeah, water like, and not walking to the river. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was amazing how God used that because yeah, like I would simply go on and I'd, I'd obviously try to talk to people about Jesus and, uh, you know, there was some really cool stories out of that, but what happened was I actually bumped into a guy who I knew from my YWAM days who was leading a Christian group on the campus Oh, and he said, well, you should meet the chaplain. Um, he's just started this um, this breakfast for Christian group leaders. And so this guy, Jeremy, introduced me to the Auckland University chaplain. And we got on we got on so well and had the same heart. And he said, yeah, you should come. I know you're not a Christian group, but, like, come to our breakfast and just introduce yourself, so, you know, tell us about whatever you have about Catalyst Movement. So I went to the breakfast and met the majority of the Christian group leaders. So there's about 16, 17 Christian groups on Auckland University. It's nuts. Wow. Um, met the majority of them at their breakfast, got a bunch of their numbers and just had coffees with them. And all I did, yeah, was just hear what's on their heart. Like what is God saying to you or, you know, your language at what is on your heart, depending on their, their denomination. Um, and what they all wanted to see was a unified worship and prayer night. Um, with an outreach and a awesome. unified outreach. And I was like, man, that's part and parcel why we created this thing. So I knew, so I, I got a couple of people that could help. And um, we basically did this combined worship and prayer night with most of the groups and every group had a part to play. So it wasn't just like me doing everything. I hardly touched the microphone. You know, I set the night off and then I didn't touch the mic to the end, but it was just all the groups do, working together and a lot of them had never worked together ever. Wow. Um, and a lot Amazing. of them didn't even like each other at the time. Um, so we did a couple of those, and now the groups are doing this combined outreach every week now um, as a result of that thing. And it's, it's a university-approved outreach. Wow. So That's it's pretty so cool. cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But ultimately it just came down to, man, if who do you want to reach? Like go to those people. Yeah. Um, if you're into reaching the elderly, go to a rest home or something. I don't know, but yeah, it was just kind of a word, but it was also a practical decision that we made. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Cause like being a young adult myself or, you know, I'm, I'm 26, so yeah. I'll class myself as young. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine how hard it would be to reach me, old me, like pre-Christian me, like going onto a, a university campus and. Mm. like just sort of putting the word out there but like knowing that the university is allowing this ministry to happen is awesome because mm. like in this day and age a lot of people sort of turn their nose up at christians trying to do mm. their own thing and try and shut it yeah. down a lot more but it's like awesome that god is just moving yeah. in the, in those campuses just yeah. yeah i really take my hat off mm. to you ben in all honesty because Going into a university, like, that is equivalent equivalent to spiritually walking into a battlefield where guns mm. and every bombs and everything are just going off spiritually. And you're, you're going in there and you've got the armor of God, obviously. What, 
what kind of resistance have you felt um, going in there? And how has the Holy Spirit helped you essentially like contain um, all of those crazy thoughts or doubts or anything like that? What's what's kind of kept you going? Obviously, it's God, but how is that? How is that actually walked out? Man, such a good question. Have you guys done this before? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. No, ultimately, yeah. There's there's so many challenges um, with young adults and university campuses. Obviously, they're very anti Christianity mm. um, at at the high level. Um, and any Christians that are even on staff, you have to very much, you know, kind of not hide their beliefs, but mm. just kind of get on with the job, really. Um, but I think what we've found is that there's been a big shift with young people in our nation. We're mm. doing evangelism 10 years ago. Uh, everyone everyone was an atheist. You know, everyone said, oh, I don't believe in God. And they had their little pocket speech of why God doesn't exist. Uh, which was just kind of a regurgitated um, thing that they heard on YouTube or their lecturers say. Mm. But now the big shift is that there are so many that say, yes, I believe in, in a God, mm. um, whether the, the European, Maori, Pacific, Asian, a lot are saying now, yeah, I believe there's some kind of spiritual awareness. Yeah, yeah. it used to be suicide, suicidal, uh, intellectual suicide didn't it? Yes. If you were like, yeah, I believe in something outside of the physical realm, then you're committing intellectual suicide and you're a bimbo that (laughs) doesn't think very much. (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. It's your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Down in Queensland. Don't worry. Pastor Corey Watson. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he actually um he actually spoke a really good message about sort of like this topic last night to be honest. Um he was speaking about refresh equals refreshed. So like this when you fill up with with the spirit and you you sort of yeah. under under God's word all the time. Yeah. Don't hold on to that. Like as the scripture says, yeah. it says don't hide your light under under a basket or whatever yeah. your other translation says. Like let it shine mm. because when you refresh others, they start to pour out onto others and so on, so on. Like yeah. so good. You've seen those mm. champagne towers where they stack all the champagne flutes mm. up and then pour at the top. That's all what I imagine is mm. just one person, then the next person, the next group of people, and it just yeah, I love that spreads. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I guess because yeah, obviously the team is growing now, so we have a bigger crew. And we work with, we have more people that kind of work with us to do outreach and everything. So it's not just me anymore. Praise God. Uh, But I think what we've found is um, everything has its place. But I think something that was probably missing in any type of, a lot of outreach in New Zealand and especially on campuses was that whole aspect of the power of God or miracles or Mm. just partnering with the Holy Spirit Mm. to, you know, move in words of knowledge or prophecy or healing Mm. and, so that's something that we've really gone after as a crew as well is like, yeah, we can, you know, I, I have Bible college training. Um, one of our other guys on the team, he's a pastor of church. He just finished his Bible college training. Wow. Uh, we, and a lot of us, we could shut down most arguments or prove a point. And there's always a place for that. There's like, there's always a place because truth, truth is very, very powerful. And um, 
we're never afraid to bring out that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Uh, that's that's actually the scripture that's it's probably the most offensive verse on the earth right now. Yeah. Well, in New Zealand is that, oh, yeah, Jesus says he's, there, he's the only way. Mm. Um, and I had a guy almost punch me a couple of weeks ago because I, wow. I lovingly said it to him. I was very humble. <laughs> <laughs> Something about my face, I think. But... Um, we're, yeah, we're also being very intentional about before we even start an outreach, taking some time to wait on the Lord mm. and allow the Holy Spirit to give us, um, you know, give us pictures, words, kind of lead us and guide us. Like, you know, maybe there's, he wants us to speak to someone with a blue jacket and a cast or, um, go to the library and there's a lady called Susan and whatever it is, but just really allowing God to have space and not going out guns blazing without him. Yeah. Um, and we've seen, yeah, we've seen some crazy stuff. Like even after our first um, prayer and worship night that we did on the uni campus, the next day we did a combined outreach and there was a guy um, on Albert park, just, um, just kind of off, off uh, Auckland university. And he was in a wheelchair, he was mute and he had a, this giant lump on his head. And so a couple of the girls began talking to his friends who were with him and just said, you know, what's what's happened? And and they said, oh, he was in a car crash recently. He can't talk, blah, 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 blah. And one of the girls, 19-year-old, um, you'll never know her name, but she just stepped forward and said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to speak. And didn't, like, shout it, but just said it really normal. And I kid you not, like, I don't lie, uh, the lump physically went down on his head. Wow. And he could perfectly, just straight away. Could talk oh, my God. Praise God. And, Praise the Lord. Yeah, well, um, uh, another, this happened about a month or two ago where, where as we waited on the Lord, one of the girls on our team got a picture of a lady with a red jacket mm. and went up, found a lady with a red jacket on the campus and um, and said, hey, like, you know, showed her her phone. I wrote this note down that God's told me to look for a lady with a red jacket and you have a red jacket. What do you believe about Jesus? Or I don't know how she opened it. Anyway, it turns out the lady had um, was a spiritualist, um, but also had arthritis in her hand and a very, very painful lower back. So uh, Jess, one of our uh, girls, said to her, hey, would you mind if I prayed for you? I believe Jesus can heal you. And she said, sure, why not? So she prayed for her arthritis in her hand, and all of the pain left, wow. completely gone in. She, she couldn't move it before without massive pain. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the pain was gone. So yes. Jess paid, uh, prayed for her lower back, um, which was also extremely sore. Once again, completely healed. Oh, man. And uh, why would I? So this is on a university campus a couple of months ago, and we have more stories. But then Jess, um, you know, talked with her more, shared the gospel with her, um, like the full gospel message, mm-hmm. and then just asked, would you like to give your life to Jesus and receive his forgiveness? Yeah. Um, and and she did, and she committed her life to Jesus, and that, and and awesome. so Jess is working with her to try get her plugged into a church or a mm. campus group to be discipled. Um, yeah, and like we just, I guess we've just found that, yeah, like with the Holy Spirit. First of all, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. But second of all, you see a lot more cool stuff, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, we take every approach. So there's times where it is like, that's amazing. You know, yeah, you get the kind of debate, the apologetics going on. There is times yeah. where it's just simply like sharing the full gospel message. It's just whatever the person needs yeah. Um, yeah, to know God, we just go for it. So, 100%. Yeah. It's awesome. I yep. found – oh, sorry. You no, go. you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I found um, 
and I, I've said this in one of the other podcasts about um, when we go to evangelize, if I go with it like an intellectual approach, nine times out of ten, it's the wrong way to do it. <laughs> it's not not always a heart a, a head issue; it's a heart issue, um, mm. a heart issue for any of the Americans that can't hear my R in there. Um, and with with the intellectual side you might prove logically why there's reason to believe mm. but not like it's it's never enough people need in their heart a reason to believe like okay yep. even if god is real why do i need him you know like yeah. I, yeah. I i'm happy with my life i don't need you know i'm cruising through life and and they sometimes don't even realize what they're missing because i could um i think I was talking to George, one of the other hosts, um, the other last week, and um, uh, we listened to this uh, sermon from Timothy Keller, and he said a really bold statement. He said, those of you who put up your hand if you're saved, and many people in New York, he's a pastor in New York, they put up their hand. He goes, look, if you try, try and go back to your old ways, you won't be able to do it for long. It, your old way it's ruined like you've got this knowledge and this transformed nature that even when you try you have this conscience that's fighting you it's at enmity with your flesh always and and you can't mm. enjoy the worldly things like you used to when you were of the world um and yeah it's it's just it's so true that's i think true. but unless yeah. you have that heart revelation yeah that's why you've yeah. got to go to the heart it's all yeah. about the that's heart it. and jesus talks about the heart yeah. a lot mm. doesn't he you know he says you know if you even look at somebody with lust then you're committing adultery in your heart if you hate your brother you've committed murder in your heart he always goes about the heart so yeah. like if jesus was talking that way we we ought to follow in those same shoes yeah it's always a heart issue yeah it's, fun, like, it's funny you say that because like only an hour ago before recording this i was just dropping my colleague off at work after we just had a disastrous day and i was listening to worship music and i just turned it up i was just like he's in the car he's not a christian that's fine i'll just listen to it and then i was we're just jumping out and he was talking about he had some jehovah's witnesses come up to his house and um, his mum passed him, them a Scientology book and then they never came back. And just as he got out, he's like, why do you believe? So I got to share my testimony. But wow, like generally this guy's quite an intellectual guy. So I'd try and share. I don't know if we've lost Ben. He might have lagged out. Maybe. Keep going anyway. I'm going to keep going. He'll come back. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he... Um, asked me and it was true faith that i could just share i could just share my faith with him and um, it was just awesome to be able to share that with him instead mm. of being trying to be intellectual yeah we're gonna come back give us one moment yeah oh i can share a story while while ben's ben's just disconnected from us on skype but he is coming back so um we'll be back in two seconds um yeah when I've shared my testimony with a couple of people and I mean the most recent one was when I was on this hike with um, a couple of friends and there was this girl from Israel and uh, 
essentially she knew the ins and outs of scripture was brought up jewish um and didn't believe in the bible which <clears throat> that just stunned me really because it was something that we had to a lot of us had to like seek out eventually and then be able to get the revelation of god where she was brought up with it and with like really deep knowledge about the bible and it shocked me that she didn't believe in in god really she was like an atheist so i went okay i'm not going to go scriptural with this girl i'm going to go intellectual with logic um regarding some people might have heard of the cosmological argument and um the uh, moral argument and all of those things so i started going through all of those things with her and i started uh, the funny thing is, is I heard the Holy Spirit really clear say, just love her. But against my logical brain to be going, no, 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 what I'm going to do is I'm going to, she already knows the scripture, I'm going to go into something that she doesn't know, logically why she should believe, because she should believe spiritually because of the scriptures that she knows. And I ended up tripping and stumbling over all of my words, and it was just the... I should have just loved her like the Holy Spirit had told me to. Um, luckily, thank the Lord, I was with one of my friends. And this is why I think it's so important to evangelize with maybe a friend or or somebody that you can trust. Um, because if you're evangelizing just by yourself, you can get cornered into a wall. But if you're evangelizing with a friend, that's why Jesus sent people out in twos um, to, to give the good news I believe is definitely so that you can um, actually bounce off each other, pray for each other when you're evangelizing. And luckily I had this amazing girl with me, Fabiola. And what Fabiola did is she saved the day and said, Joel, why don't you go make us a cup, cup of tea? And she jumped on and just loved the girl instead of intellectually just, trying to hammer this information into her head on oh, my god's real <laughs> and she actually just loved her and like saved this person from i think christianity being ruined for her and that was my mistake for not like listening to the holy spirit right from the start yeah um we have ben back welcome back ben sorry um, about that we covered it with Thank like two or three stories <laughs> rural rural <laughs> <internet. smooth>, man. <laughs> 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 and it's like Ben was saying before, like, like I like how you said, take time and wait on the Lord. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what we should do. Yeah. I was just, was just sharing about my colleague who I loved on rather than trying to intellectually challenge. And then Joel shared one about it. The opposite. Well, yeah. I tried to intellectually <laughs> challenge somebody instead of loving them. <laughs> but you're back. Yeah. Um, technical, okay. dif- technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. So... We are building cool. a podcast studio, and we're going to have really fast internet soon. Like VDSL, <laughs> not ADSL. But um, right now, we've got to make do with um, Winnie the Pooh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, we're in like a kid's room um, at my parents' house, and there's Winnie the Pooh and Spider-Man and Frozen everywhere. <laughs> Joel is a baby. It's up on the wall, too. I'm a cute kid. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, so I first picked up 
on Catalyst Movement when our pastor shared something on Facebook mm. about like during lockdown, you guys were hosting lots of Zoom calls and um, Zoom meetings, I guess, just keeping people encouraged through this through the COVID times. How has COVID um, going through mm. that sort of lockdown season? Good question. Um, helped the movement because I'm assuming it probably helped rather than hindered because at that time people probably turned to faith more than Mm. other things, right? Yeah, I think like everyone, COVID was, you know, um, a massive learning curve um, and probably kerfuffled a lot of people's plans. Mm. Uh, But we we certainly grew a lot from it um, individually and as a movement. Uh, I think what we're finding post-COVID, if we can say that mm. yet, is uh, that there is a, a greater hunger and openness to Jesus. Yeah. I think people's foundations Absolutely. have been so rattled. Mm. Um, I seriously don't know how people do it without Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Through a without God. Um, but yeah, our, and COVID did kill some of our, like we had some massive plans that we were working toward for 2020. We were going to do a, a tour of six cities in New Zealand. Awesome. And we had a, uh, we actually had probably a swarm of things like 60 to 100 people per city at, as part of our, our team. And we were going to swarm through these cities um, and do combined young adults gatherings and outreaches on university campuses across the cities. Um, and we'd spent thousands of dollars setting up for that. So we like uh, traveling, um, you know, meeting young adult pastors, youth pastors, senior pastors, mm. just whoever would be with us and going, hey, uh, would you guys be keen to do something together to reach the lost? And there was so much favor, so much momentum, and our tour was due to start in April 2020. Um, so, yeah, covid yeah. Really missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we actually, I think we had to wrestle a lot with disappointment and mm. go, man, God, we thought, like, we thought we were onto something. We thought we were hearing you. Um, and that was actually quite a, quite a process for me personally to wrestle through was the disappointment of having these dreams and these desires mm. and all of the stuff that looked like was going to happen, um, not happen. Wow. So, yeah learned a lot about that but yeah we just did as much online stuff we actually kind of cancelled a lot of things and we did we actually did the bare minimum as a team because we personally we sensed god's leading us to go deeper in the scriptures and to do bible studies together as a team to allow god to work in our hearts and take us you know work on our character and um, we learned a lot about humility and dependence on God during that time. Like those scriptures keep coming up to us as a team. So I think what God did in us, you could put never put money to during yeah. that time. But we just tried to maximize it going, look, we, there's not much we can do. Mm. Um, there is, but we don't want to force it. Let's just, and we sense the Lord saying he wants to go deeper in us. Um, and yeah, so we did that. But yeah, did a lot of online stuff, did some Zoom gatherings, mm. um, some training things where we trained people on how to share their testimony and the gospel online. Also, awesome. people started sharing testimony videos on their Facebooks and everything. And yeah, yeah it was good. But I, it was crazy because, yeah, coming out of that, it's funny, look, it was going, man, God, you're a genius. So God has somehow grown like our team. He's grown, he's just grown stuff 
even through COVID. So we don't know how it happens. We don't know what's what God's done, but things have grown. And wow, awesome. um, yeah, like we're seeing, we're seeing greater fruit now than that, we were before. That's, that's so, cool. so true, man. Um, one thing that I noticed with COVID and the, the greatest blessing in disguise it's been is it's caused everybody that have the, they have these massively busy lives and that's just go, 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 go. And then the whole planet gets locked down. You can't even go to the movies. You can't go out to the park. You can't, you can't do anything. You just, you're stuck at your house. You can't see your friends. And all of a sudden it forces every single person to think they have to actually remove themselves from their busy lives and go, all right, I'm not on autopilot now. My life's been shaken up and I can sit down. I can, I can sleep in and then wake up, but then you got all day and inevitably the Lord's going to be knocking on their hearts and the Holy Spirit's going, I'm here. Look at creation instead of eyes down on your phone to on a screen working or like Todd's uh, at a building site, um, instead of like focusing on those sort of things, looking up and seeing the beauty of creation and seeing, all right, there's got to be something more to this, you know, nine to five just working or however people's lives were. It doesn't matter how successful, how unsuccessful, how busy, how placid, every single person had to stop and take a breather and everybody had to think, and go, all right, there's got to be something more to this. And we think that's actually had a massive movement with, like, the timing on when God said to do this podcast. You know, I didn't really have any desire to do a podcast until the Lord Mm. said, go do this podcast. I mean, I like podcasts. I like listening to them. And I had been keen to do a investment sort of podcast. Um, I can't remember if I wanted to do that after the Lord told us to do this or not. Maybe he did. I don't know. But um, anyway, it's definitely been like the timing has been ridiculously surreal. Like it's it's so, yep. so on point. Um, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it gave, and it also gave those Christians, like you're saying, to do more Bible studies and look mm. through the Bible more. It gave people that opportunity because usually you go to work eight you're hours. You're too busy, right? And then you get home and you're like, well, I don't really want to sit down and read a whole book. Yeah. Like, it gave us those times. It's when... thousands of years old. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like a new release. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want something new. Yeah, but it, like it gave people time to see, like actually knuckle down, spend time with the yeah. Lord and... Yeah get that relationship back, which a lot of people, whether mm. they admit it or not, probably like struggled to keep up with when they're working eight hours a day and struggling to get up yeah. in the morning because they are lacking the energy. But now people so are true. finding it, like personally I'm finding it awesome because I got to spend that time with my wife and mm. reading Bibles and sitting down in front of the, the TV and watching Sunday church from our from our living room with our coffee and PJs on still like it was it was a good time for that for Christians to grow for themselves for sure yeah 
Yeah. yeah, and it, I guess opened, it forced everyone to go online or, yeah, or start podcasts, like if they wanted to reach people. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, obviously online stuff will never replace in-person discipleship and all that kind of mm. stuff, but there is power in the online because, you know, your podcast could reach people in Saudi Arabia. Mm. You know, yeah. they just never know. Um, like the reach and I guess as probably a lot of churches, a lot of ministries, we hadn't fully made the most of this whole online platform. Mm. Um, but now we're starting to go, Oh, we can, we can, we have, we can have more reach through this thing than we could have in person. And it's never to replace it, but yeah. um, this adds another level of impact yeah, that Christians can in the world. But you reach anyone all the way down here in the South Island. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> so, an average people group. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyone can get their cell phone out and jump on TikTok and share the gospel. Anyone can. Mm. It doesn't. You don't have to be, you know, pastor so and so from the church. Um, but anyone can get out there and share their testimony online. So yeah, for sure, it's just kind of put the weapons back and it's yeah. it's it's kind of fighting the spectator Christianity thing again. Yeah. Okay, you have you can you have no excuses if you have a cell phone. You can preach the gospel. So yeah, yeah. yeah. For those that mm-hmm. are listening, um, Stephen Furtick could get on TikTok and, and share the gospel. <laughs> However, there's a bit of a expectation for him to do that, and it's not. It, mm. could, it might not be as powerful as you think. How powerful is it for those that you are listening, jump on TikTok, how powerful is it for you to go out of the norm and share yeah. the gospel, share your heart for, for how the Lord caught you, lifted you up and totally radically changed your life you know like yep. that's that's what's going to catch people's eyes like people expect Stephen Furtick to share the gospel when you jump out and do it and step out in faith you just watch God move he will yep. he does every yeah. single time yeah it's like you're saying before Ben like yeah. you were encouraging people yep. to share their testimony on Facebook and share that with their family that may not yep. also be believing which is which is awesome to your testimony is so so powerful because it's your yeah. story. Like it's it's not very refutable. Um, it's it's your experience, and everybody says, you know, you do you, and I'll do me. And as long as you don't bother me, <laughs> like these days where we live in a hypersensitive culture where you can't say yeah. anybody anything without offending anybody. But if you're sharing your testimony, yeah, it, you can't be like they insulted me with their testimony. That's the, uh, that's a story that happened yeah. in their life. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't be angry with that. Yeah. And it's so real. It's so raw. Um, it's yeah. extremely powerful. Todd and I have shared this a couple of times with each other. How many times would we share a testimony in a year? Once, maybe once twice. twice. Yeah. Since this podcast has started, it's happened like over a hundred times we've shared our podcast. Wow. We're like six months wow. old. Yeah. It's awesome. I would have to live for a hundred years to be able to share my testimony that amount of times without the podcast. You know what I mean? Because you don't get the option to share it. Um, It has to be situational. You have to sit down and somebody kind of has to invite you to share your life story. But with a podcast, you can send, you can share your testimony and anybody listening, get in contact with us. If you want to share your testimony, we can put you on this podcast, get the glory of God and how he's changed your life. And then you can send that away to your friends, to your family, and they can listen to your testimony in, in their own time. And it's not being yep. pushed down their throats. It's with love and grace. 
and it's it's really really powerful yeah like yeah. sorry i went on, on a massive tangent there no, good you just preach bro I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because online stuff as well it's it's the never it never sleeps right so yeah. you could be mm. you know sleeping in your bed but at the same time because of your video on facebook or this podcast or whatever yeah. Um, people can be listening to you sharing your testimony at all hours of the day. It's true. Um, yeah, so we just and it's incredible. Like every, I think every Christian will have some non-Christians on their on their social media, yep. following them or the friend of them on Facebook or whatever. And if you don't have non-Christian friends on your social media, get some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it was crazy. I shared my testimony of how Jesus healed me from my cigarette addiction, like a two-minute video, just sitting on my couch um you know kind of 9 p.m at night just casually shared it and the responses from non-christian friends mm. and some who i hadn't talked to since i got saved yeah uh, were like man i had no idea that happened in your life ben and it really yeah. did reach people that i never would have even thought to talk to because yeah that's i just wow. never thought about them that's so cool so, yeah because yeah. we can get yeah. put put in bubble wrap a lot of the time christians yeah oh you're a christian because yeah. nothing bad has ever happened to you and you don't know the real world, but yeah, <laughs> we live in the same oh, world right. as everybody else. We've just got the love yeah. of God, and He loves you know anybody that's listening right. as well. Like it's just so powerful. Um, yeah, that's and awesome. That non non Christians or people that you know aren't you know uh, they need to see that Christians are just normal people. Yeah, um, so many because of the way we get portrayed in media or whatever. So many think we're these like super holy people mm. or like super judgmental people. Um, yeah, I remember when I was, wasn't was a Christian, the only Christians I really knew were quite odd people. And I just thought Christians never swore, never listened to Dr. Dre, never drank alcohol. And I was like, man, what a boring life. <laughs> and they always hung out like, together in their little Christian clique at school. And um, I just thought they were the weirdest people on earth. But now that I am a Christian, I realize, yeah, Christians are super weird. Um, but but actually, are just normal people. It's so outside of this life. world. It's supposed to yeah. be at enmity with with the way the world is. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. But oh, it's so yeah, hard. Everything, yeah. everything I do, every time we share the gospel, every outreach we do, um, I'm constantly aware, and I make sure everyone else is constantly aware that we realize that we're we're reaching non Christians who. Most have never gone to church or some had a bad experience or so just being really self-aware and seeing your like you got to see yourself and hear yourself through the lens of someone that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. Um, so because there'll Amen. be times where we do, we get a mic and an amp and we just open air preach like old school mm, stuff. So cool. But we, we're very aware that people walking past 99% of them probably won't stop. Mm. Um, so there's like a 15 to 30 second window where they can hear what I have to say. Mm. What do I want them to hear? Like, do I want them to hear me shouting about hell? Mm. No. So I, you know, I'm up there just talking about the love of God, sharing my testimony. Of course, in a one-on-one environment, it's it, it's different. Mm. But you know, we, we just want to be really aware how we're coming across to people that don't know God. Um, yeah. We're just coming across as normal people. And yeah, like I have struggles too. I have thoughts that go through my mind that I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. That is not a good thought. Mm. Um, and I just think Christians, we we just need to drop this facade that we have it all together mm. and allow non-Christians to know that we're saved by grace. Mm. Um, Jesus is the good news. So um, good. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. Amen. And yeah. it's because of God that we are who we are. So Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. 
Yeah. Um, big question for you. What's Ooh. God doing now in your life? And I guess in the catalyst movement, like what's, what's next for you guys and yourself? Great question. Um, uh, for us as, as catalyst movement, we are really, I guess, kind of reviving the blueprint of what we were going after before COVID, but it's just so different now. Um, yep. We're being very relational. So we're, we're doing these young adult pastors meetings in all these cities across New Zealand. So we just did one in Auckland. Um, we, we just did one in Christchurch, Hamilton. Um, we're doing some in to- one in Tauranga and Wellington again uh, sometimes in the future. So we're really looking to bring unity to young adults in cities. Um, And that's just what God's been speaking to us about. Focus most of your energy on 18 to 30-year-olds. Awesome. Um, Jesus did that too. And really empower this next gen to to go into the harvest and wreak havoc. So Mm. that's what we're doing at the moment. So we did like a young adult pastor's meeting in Auckland. I think it was like 35 leaders showed up. Awesome. from like 20, like 30 different churches. It was so powerful. And so we're going to yeah, be looking to do a citywide young adults gathering in Auckland later this year. So, yeah, we're just really going after cities through young adults at the moment. That's um, That's what we're believing for. And then personally what God's doing, man, oh, where do I begin? But I would say God is really hammering this thing in my life of passivity um, where I think our culture gives so much permission to passivity. Yep. And passivity is simply where you know what you should do, but you don't do it. Yeah. Um, it's where there should be action, but there isn't. There's inaction. So, like, I know I should read my Bible in the morning or whatever it is. I know I should pray. I know I should seek God. I know I, I know I should share the gospel with that person. I know I should, you know, give some finances to this missionary, whatever it is, like whatever the good thing is that God's calling you to do, Mm. but passivity blocks us. It stops us from doing the right thing. And so God personally, man, he's, he's going after every little area of my life where I've given passivity permission because it is sin. Um, like past, like God hates passivity. It says in James, mm. the end of James, I think it's four seventeen or five seventeen or something, where if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it, then that mm. is sin. Yeah. And um so yeah, and then so that's what he's doing in my life. And just God's you know, the book of Acts is built on action. I think thank God's saying if you want to see the book of Acts, you've got to be willing to live a life of action. Yeah. Um, even when you're uncomfortable. So yeah, and it is. That's it so true. That is so yeah. true. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, you're saying passivity. Like I, I'm quite a shy, timid person, like, and not no. overly keen on going up to someone and, and praying for them all the time because I sort of get a bit shy and standoffish and I'm like, oh, I'll mess it up and stuff. And the other day I saw mm. this girl walking with a limp outside EB Games. And then last night, well, yesterday, our pastor shared oh, yeah, he that he was in EB Games and this girl had a limp. I'm like, oh, that was the same EB Games girl that I saw. And he's wow. like, yeah, I almost walked out of there, but God turned me around and I prayed for her. I was like, oh, like, uh, thankfully. You said no. Yeah, I said no, but Corey <laughs> said yes. And so, <laughs> like, I need to Dang take man. time and sort of listen for God. Like you're saying, like, I'm actually going <laughs> to use that because. Based on that too, though. Um, it's yeah. easy to be a Christian and be like, oh, wait, let, let's let the next Christian get it as well, um, mm. which is also 
not okay. Um, not that you thought mm. that, by the way. I was just <laughs> no, like, but praise God, you know, think of it like there might yeah. never. This might be a now or never prayer. Yeah, not mm. a now. Not well, never, but maybe yeah. later sort of prayer. Yeah. Like Jesus um, could be back yeah. in two hours. We have and no he, idea. Yeah, he says to be expectant. <laughs> he can he can show up at any moment, and yeah. and to live like that, live like every day is Jesus is coming back. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. powerful. Very, I, I totally agree with that, Ben. Uh, passivity is a, is, has gotten into the culture of everything, you know, especially in the Western churches. Um, we take everything for granted a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's like uh, they call it, uh, you know, how the grace falls on the just and the unjust. Um, mm. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting. What's Jesus going to say? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's Jesus going to say when he gets back? Have you spent today yeah. with him, um, in the word, you know, just treating him like the loving father that he is, um, yeah. and yeah. giving, yeah. Also, um, giving respect to his kingship as well. That's one thing that I, um, prayed for a long time to receive a bit of a fear of the Lord, a healthy one. Um, yeah. not like... A fear in the way that, um, you know, how you fear your father, you don't want to disappoint your father. That sort of fear. Mm -hmm. Like, I am so afraid of my dad saying I'm disappointed in you. Like, that's mm -hmm. a real healthy fear. I'm not afraid mm -hmm. that he's going to smack me or anything, but I'm afraid of disappointing him. And that's the sort of fear that I want to pray to have in my heart. Like, if I don't go and pray for that person, I'm like, oh. I, really, I think I've really disappointed the Lord. I need to go and, and do that. Not like the fear of the Lord, like, yep, that's one strike off Joel for the treasures in heaven he's not getting. <laughs> you know? <No. laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, so with the Catalyst movement, would you be able to just share in the next minute or so how people can get in touch with um you ben and um if if you've got a facebook page your youtube channel um or instagram or tiktok or whatever if you just fire that through um so anybody listening can find you and support you um we would love to do that for you thank you for coming on our on, podcast oh, you guys are amazing um, yeah. So if you want to, if you want to keep in touch or just follow along, um, so we do have Instagram, which is catalyst movement. Uh, we have Facebook, which is catalyst movement official. Um, we do have YouTube. I have no idea what I think it's just catalyst movement. And then, um, yeah, we also have an email. So if you just kind of interested or if you want to, um, just know more about evangelism, reaching the lost, mm -hmm. Or if you have ideas and thoughts and just needs like some, you know, just someone to kind of help get things rolling, mm. um, email us at team at catalystmovement.com. Mm. And that's something that we do as well as like if people are keen to start a prayer meeting or start an outreach, like that's what we do and that's what we've been doing. Um, it's just helping young people kind of get things going. So, yeah. yeah. Like a little starter yep. package. That's good. Like where to start. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, that, again, it gives you like with yeah, yeah, it's like technology, you know. Um, we can't take it for granted. Let's use it to get the gospel out there. 
And that, yeah, thank mm-hmm. you so much for doing that, Ben. Um, you know, I can totally tell God's with you. He's through and through with what you're doing in the Catalyst movement. Thank you for being obedient to Him. And um, yeah, we just yes. pray that um, you are blessed and that you're directed um, by the Holy Spirit every single day. And yeah, just thank you again for so much for coming on to our, you know, the Jesus Magnet podcast. Um, yeah. Todd's going to do a little outro now. Yeah, it'd be awesome to get your, your back on at some point in the near future. Um, just to, to carry on talking because this was cool. Like, yeah. time flew, even though we disconnected at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, hopefully, we have better internet. You guys did so good, though. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, we got back really quick, which is great. Didn't have to yeah. pause or anything. Oh, even Ben, you're wow. going to have to listen to the podcast because you missed some of it. Yeah. <laughs> Your own episode. <laughs> I want to hear, yeah, how you offended someone with your intellect and then That's it. You <laughs> so good. Cool. Um, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and spending a bit of time and hanging out with us mm. uh, this evening yeah. Uh, but yeah for anyone that's keen on finding it out a bit more and coming along to an event that these guys are holding uh, find them on those links that he shared before mm. and uh, for us we'll see you next time on the Jesus Magnet yep peace <laughs>